Hello and welcome. Thank you for downloading this week's Sermon and Prayers of Intercession from the English Reformed Church Amsterdam. We hope you will enjoy what you are about to hear and that you will be blessed. Living God, you have spoken to us in Jesus Christ. Help us to listen to him. In your name we pray. Amen. This morning, we are all going hill climbing, at least in our imagination, if not physically. We join Jesus with those three intrepid disciples, Peter, James, and John, and we're led by Jesus up a high mountain where we witness this extraordinary sight. Jesus transfigured, his face shining like the sun, his clothes dazzling. And suddenly, these figures from the past are there, Moses and Elijah. And Peter is overwhelmed and wants to hold on to the moment to preserve it. And we hear him suggest that we build three shelters, three dwellings for Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. I'm reminded of a favorite song of mine. A beautiful song about Ireland in which the singer living on the Atlantic coast sings of living on your western shore, we saw summer sunsets asked for more. That, after all, is what happens in special moments, in special times and places when life seems to be illumined, you yearn for more, as did Peter. Then, however, a bright cloud descends and overshadows us, and we hear a voice proclaiming Jesus to be the beloved and the instruction to listen to him. And if we are like the disciples, we fall to the ground, overcome with fear. Until you feel the touch of Jesus on your shoulder, and he tells you to get up and not to be afraid, and we look around and Moses and Elijah have gone. And if we had read on, we would have imagined ourselves leaving the mountain, and down below we would be met by a very distressing scene. A desperate man whose son is epileptic and who harms himself. And Jesus' disciples have been unable to help And suddenly, the mountaintop seems distant and far removed. But then, as we watch, we sense perhaps just a trace of the mountain as Jesus reaches out and heals the boy. So that's this morning, and that's the story. This morning, I want to go back up the mountain And from the vantage point of the summit, I want to look backwards and forwards in time. Firstly, and prompted especially by the figure of Moses with Jesus, we are taken back in time to our Old Testament reading from the book of Exodus, where Moses is on a mountain, Mount Sinai, receiving God's law. 
and we're told that a cloud covered the mountain and that the glory of the Lord settled upon it and that after six days God called Moses from the cloud and the appearance of the Lord was as a devouring fire. What we're dealing here with is the presence of God in cloud and fire. It's a moment in which the veil between heaven and earth is drawn aside and the presence of God seeps into the world. And if we read on in that story, we find that God's presence in cloud and fire comes down off the mountain and accompanies the people of Israel as they journey through the wilderness. And so we meet what is called the Shekinah, the presence of God in a cloud that leads the people of Israel by day and that transforms into a pillar of fire at night, a constant token of God's presence with them. The Israelites are commanded to build a tabernacle, a kind of a tent. And that was to be the meeting place for God and Israel. And whenever God was in that tabernacle, that cloud, the Shekinah, descended and God was in residence. And in later times when Israel settled as a nation, they built the temple. And there the Shekinah was believed to dwell. And now on that mountaintop with Moses and Elijah and Peter and James and John, the Shekinah comes to rest upon Jesus. He embodies the bright, holy presence of the living God. Now, I want to pause here, and I want to introduce the idea of what is sometimes called thin places. Thin places are where heaven and earth seem to come close, where the world seems porous, where the membrane between the divine and the human seems like gossamer. So, for example, some of you may know and indeed may have been to the Scottish island of Iona. It was from Iona that missionaries from Ireland took the gospel to the west coast of Scotland, and there is an ancient abbey there whose walls have for centuries absorbed the praises and the prayers of worshippers. It's a beautiful spot. A little like that place on the west coast of Ireland where the singer looked out and longed for more. Iona feels sacred. And it has been described as a thin place where heaven seems just a breath away. Well, Mount Sinai was a thin place as was that tabernacle in the wilderness when the cloud descended upon it. And as was the temple, and as was that mountaintop where Peter, James, and John saw Jesus transfigured, thin places where God is sensed. Having looked back, however, from that mountain to Israel's past, 
We're now going to turn through 180 degrees and we're going to look forward. In fact, we are going to look forward a very long way from that mountain of transfiguration. We're going to look all the way to what lies beyond this present world. What lies beyond this tired and weary old creation to when God will finally renew all things in heaven and on earth. And that new realm, that new redeemed creation which is promised is beyond our wildest imaginations. Elsewhere, however, in the New Testament, there is a description of it where we are told simply that God will be all in all. God will be all in all. What does that mean? Well, we can't begin to know, but we could say that the whole creation will be one thin place. Thin places will no longer be confined to mountains like Sinai or the mountain of transfiguration, and they won't be confined to tabernacles and to temples or to holy islands or to shores. God will be all in all, as heaven and earth combined, and everything is radiant with the presence of God. Before we get there, however, there is one other place that we must visit. Another place which we might see if we could look forward from the Mount of Transfiguration. Standing there, if we were able to see into the not-too-distant future, we might see not a mountain but a hill. A hill outside Jerusalem where executions are carried out. And on that hill we would see this same Jesus not being transfigured, but being crucified. And what is rather striking is the way in which what is happening there on that hill seems to echo in a perverse and distorted way what is happening here on the mountain. So, for example, this mountain is suffused with light. But there on that hill, we are told that a terrible darkness came over the land. And here on this mountain, Jesus' face shines with divine radiance. There it is spat at. And here Jesus' clothes shine dazzling white. There they are stripped off and soldiers gamble for them. And here Jesus is surrounded by Moses and Elijah. There he will be crucified between two criminals, one on either side. Do you see what's happening? What is taking place on that hill outside Jerusalem is a kind of hideous, distorted parody of what is happening on the Mount of Transfiguration. If the mountain of transfiguration is a thin place, then that is a thick place, a God-forsaken place. And speaking of parodies of this story, there is one 
fact of history which always chills me. Nowadays, it has become common to consider the transfiguration story on this last Sunday before the period of Lent as we do today. But for centuries, the Feast of the Transfiguration has been celebrated on August the 6th. And you may know what happened on August the 6th, 1945. By some strange coincidence, that was the day when the atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. And so it was that there, on the Feast of Transfiguration, there was a blinding light and there was a cloud. But with unimaginable death and destruction, another ghastly parody of the Transfiguration. And so we have thin places. And one day when God will be all in all, there will be just one thin place embracing everything. But meanwhile, there are thick places, be it Calvary, or be it Hiroshima, or be it a desperate father with a tormented child, any number of places where death is at work and transfiguration is parodied by disfiguration. Let me, however, take you to just one last place. This morning, as we consider this story, I am reminded of where I was five years ago on this Transfiguration Sunday. I was visiting the Malangi Mission Hospital in Malawi, which this church supports, and for whose benefit we are holding a concert in four weeks' time, and I do hope that you're coming. Well, the Malangi Mission Hospital, set as it happens in the shadow of the towering mountain, Mount Malangi, it is a beacon of light in what is currently the fourth poorest nation in the world. And often against great odds, the love and grace of God are poured out in dedicated medical care. Well, one of the hospital's projects is a palliative care team that goes out into the villages and treats the sick and the dying. One afternoon, I was privileged to accompany a palliative care nurse as she visited a home. I went with her to the poorest home I have ever set foot in, a basic brick building without electricity and with just one shared tap outside in the yard. And I was taken into this small room with bare, scarred walls. And there on the cracked concrete floor, lying under an old blanket, was a man with soiled bandages wrapped round his leg, which skin cancer had eaten away and left raw. And I watched as that nurse slowly and carefully cut off the old bandages. And then so tenderly washed his wounds and sprinkled powder on them 
and then gently wrapped new, clean bandages around his leg. And then together we prayed. And in those moments, that room became a thin place. And that has stayed with me. You see, one day God will be all in all. But meanwhile, there are these thin places where God draws near and we ask for more. But get this, the real thin places are not shores where we look out on summer suns, and they're not holy islands with long Christian history, or indeed they are not mountains. True thin places are to be found down the mountain. Down the mountain where a distressed father rejoices to find his epileptic son healed. Or where beneath Mount Malangi, a hospital provides care in the midst of shameful poverty. Or where beneath that same mountain, a dying man with festering sores is shown dignity and tenderness and his wounds are healed. Those are the thin places and they can be found anywhere but they depend upon us. Wherever disfiguration is transfigured by practical love, there the boundary between heaven and earth is thin and porous, and the God who one day will be all in all seeps through. And then the world and people's faces shine. Let us pray. Lord of glory, it is good that we are here. In peace, we offer our prayers to you. In trust, we confirm our faith in you. Help us to set our faces steadfastly to where you would have us go. Lord, hear us. Lord, transfigure and heal. Lord of glory, it is good we are here. Gather us, us, your church. Help us to proclaim your beloved Son to the world. Help us to listen to the word of God, to the words of Jesus, to the promptings of his Spirit. Show us ways in which we can be a shelter and a refuge to those who are struggling with life, that they might find strength. So we may reflect your glory into this land, Lord. Lord, hear us. Lord, transfigure and heal. Lord of glory, it is good that we are here bringing with us our worries and concerns for a world that is so scarred by hatred, strife, and war. Bless the troubled places of your world and bring peace. Bless the places that cry out for justice and bring your rule of righteousness. 
Help us to understand your role, our role as peacemakers, and help us to set aside the disagreements and hurts that scar the body of Christ. May we and all those in conflict be healed by the touch of your hand. Lord, hear us. Lord, transfigure and heal. Lord of glory, it is good that we are here. As we are in all our ordinariness, our joy and pain, we remember those who are not here with us, especially those who are in need and distress, suffering as your son has suffered and waiting for the salvation you promise. May all those who find themselves in a dark place today catch a glimpse of your glory and begin to see the world as you intend it. Lord, hear us. Lord, transfigure and heal. Lord of glory, at the transfiguration, your disciples saw you in glory. As the disciples saw Moses and Elijah on the mountain, so we remember those who have gone before us in faith, giving thanks for those who have shared their knowledge and love of you with us. And even in the pain of their loss, we rejoice that they now see you as you really are, Lord of lords and King of kings. To you be praise, dominion, and worship now and for all eternity. Amen.